All right. Welcome back to another episode of the Worth Women podcast. And today's guest is one that I am, I've been following for a long time. She has been an inspiration of mine for forever. And over the last couple of years, I have gotten to meet her. I've gotten to know her. And it is just, this is a conversation I'm so excited for y'all to hear because this woman is a force to be reckoned with. She is resilient. She is so kind. She is a powerhouse and she is a mom that does all the things so, so well. And so Amanda Bowling, welcome to the Worth Woman podcast. Oh, you're going to make me cry. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> I am so glad you're here. I'm so excited for this conversation. I'm excited. Thanks for inviting me to do this. I'm, I've been looking forward to this. So thank you. Yeah, absolutely. So just for our listeners, I have heard your story at our one of our Worth events this year, and it just... Everything that you have gone through and everything that you just have powered through is a story of resilience that I want our listeners to hear. So take me back as far as you want, you know, just from where you started, like how you got started in doing what you do, because I want them to know what you do as well. And then where you're at now, because you are the specialist of what you do here in Augusta. And I just, I love, I love how you've gotten here. Thank you. Well, I'm pretty open about, um, you know, kind of how I grew up and all the things like, because I feel like it has a lot to do with who I am. Mm -hmm. Um, Like I got pregnant when I was 17. I got married when I was like nine months pregnant. I got divorced 10 months later and I'm living on my own at like 19, 20 years old in an apartment with my daughter. And, um, you know, just like my parents don't have money, so I don't come from money or anything. And um, I didn't live on government assistance. I'm I'm paying all of my bills on my own, not even making enough in child support to even pay for her daycare. So um, mm-hmm. I remember having like, if I were to have to pay all my bills at once, I had $11 left over, like, oh my gosh. like at the end of it. So I'm like, I got to figure something out. So I started cleaning a house on the side a couple times a month. And that was enough to pay for this. She's 23. So it was a long time ago, but that was enough to pay for my power bill and my phone bill. So like that, like helped to like clean that one house. Yeah. So, um, so it was just like, crazy, just kind of like, I was always in like survival mode and just trying to like figure it out. Um, and then I met my husband when I was 20. So we've been together for almost 21 years and, um, we got pregnant pretty quickly. Um, I don't know, like maybe a year and a half of being together. So at that point, I just kind of decided to like be a stay at home mom because it just made the most sense to like, I had two kids and just to be home with them. It was just kind of a mutual decision that we both made. He really wanted me to do it kind of more than I really wanted to do it deep down. But so I did that for 12 years and I, I worked a little bit like I taught fitness classes for eight years. So I mm-hmm. taught spin and um, personal training and things like that. It didn't really, I didn't really make hardly any money, but it was just something to do yeah. to like get me out of the house and just interact with like other adults. But, um, so that was good. And I just felt like it was important for me to be able to stay home with them as long as I could. It was a sacrifice. Um, we definitely struggled financially for a long time. Um, I had to do a lot of coupon clipping and things like that just to like, you know, just to like help save the money and things like that. And 
I never had, I really honestly never had any dreams of like doing anything. And I think it's because all I ever knew was just being a mom since I was 17. So Mm -hmm. I never like sat around and thought about going to school or having a career or I don't know. I just, it just, I just thought I'm just going to, I guess I'm just going to have to be a mom and like, which would have been enough. Yeah. But, um, I ended up getting a spray tan from somebody because I don't lay in the sun. So I ended up getting a spray tan from this girl. I used to go to one of the places where you could go stand up in the booth and Mm -hmm. sprays you, which was horrible. (laughs) Um, And so I went to this girl and it was just terrible. It was so bad. And I just thought to myself, I gotta, I, I gotta figure this out. Like maybe I could do like, I just, I don't know. It just came out of nowhere. Yeah. And so I didn't tell anybody. I didn't tell my husband like that. I was thinking about like doing anything. Um, and I just researched and researched for months and I'm like, Hey, I have this idea to my husband. I think I want to try this. And I found this place where I can go like learn and train and whatever. And, um, so he didn't take me serious. And, (laughs) So, um, it just kind of started out kind of by accident. It like wasn't in the plan. I never would have thought that I would have like owned my own business or anything like that. It just started out with like being annoyed of like, I just wanted to have like a decent spray tan and there wasn't anything around here, anywhere around here to like do that. Yeah. So that's just kind of how it started. And I started out mobile and I built my clientele up until I just couldn't do that anymore. Like I'm like, okay, I need like, I want to take it to the next level. And if I want Mm -hmm. this to grow, then even when I was mobile, I wasn't thinking I would be where I was at today. I just Mm -hmm. went with it. Like, as I'm like, okay, I really want to, like, I really want to grow. I really want to make this something. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of like how it all started. Yeah. No. Yeah. I love that. And I feel like a lot of entrepreneurs in today's age, and maybe like in the past too, like would have the same kind of story is you experienced a need and you kind of just like, there was right. never any idea of, you know, owning a business or starting a business. And I mean, same for me as well. And all of a sudden you're like, well, there's a need for it. So I might as well make it better. Right. And then before you know it, you're almost eight years in and have a thriving business that so many people from all over our area come to. And I love that so much. I don't think I even realized like it was like, like that much detailed the first time you told your story, but I love how it just like falls, it falls into it sometimes. Yeah. I just did it slowly. I did it really, really slowly. Like when I started like got the location, I, I ended up having a third kid. And so, um, I waited until to open the location when uh, six days before he started kindergarten, because mm-hmm. it was important to me to give that time to him. Like I did both of my girls mm-hmm. and my daughters. And so I wanted to be home with him as much as possible until he started school. And even like the first, the first full year I was open every day, except for Sundays, even on Mondays, we're not open on Mondays now. And I was by myself in that studio wow. by myself for the first year. Oh my gosh. I did not hire anybody yet. And I just was like, okay, I got to hire somebody now. Like it's time to take it to the next, to do the next step. So I've done everything in like steps. It's just kind of what's worked for me without planning to do that. That's just what, how I've done it. Yeah. Well, I feel like that's the easiest, like the easiest way to do it. Like once you look back at it, like in the process of it, you're like, okay, how do I scale? How do I grow? But honestly, like, so would you, would you, I guess, 
like one of the contributing factors to getting to where you're at is going slower rather than fast or like where do you, where do you stand on that I would not do it another way I wouldn't I've thought about this would I have done it a different way um no I like the way I did it because I did with what was comfortable for me and what worked for me and mm-hmm. hiring someone was and still is the hardest part of owning a business is the scariest part because you're trusting someone with everything that you've worked so hard for and your reputation mm-hmm. and like all of those things. And you want to make sure that they're doing exactly what you would do for your clients. Mm-hmm. Um, and so, but I knew that I wanted, I knew that I wanted to make something. I knew I wanted to do something big and I wanted it to happen and I couldn't do it on my own. Mm-hmm. So I like that I've done it in steps because it's, to me, it's made it less stressful instead of Mm -hmm. putting it like all on me, like hitting me all at once. Right. Yeah. Well, so if there's someone listening right now that is in the place of they're like, okay, I know I need to hire someone in order to get me to the next level. What would be, let's say, what would be two pieces of advice that you would give to them in hiring their first person onto their team? So I go with a vibe, with a feeling, with like my intuition. So a lot of the people that I've hired have been clients. Okay. So I'll just be talking to them and um, I'll just be asking questions and I'm interviewing them, but they don't even know I'm interviewing them. <laughs> like when I've done that, <laughs> um, I've had recently, I just recently have done my first like um, where my staff has been, hey, you should hire this girl. And Mm -hmm. like, I've hired a few people like that and it's worked out good all of those times because I trusted my girls that's been with me for years. Mm -hmm. They recommended somebody, but the people I've hired have been off of my gut. Okay. Off of my gut and, and, and their personality because you, I can train somebody to spray all day long, but I can't train up your personality. I can't Mm -hmm. do that. And I need their personalities to mesh with mine and everybody else that works in the studio. Like we've never had drama. Like we don't have any issues. Like we all get along. I've had girls working for me for four and five years straight. Like it's a really good environment. And that's so important to me. I want to come in and like love coming in. And I want everybody that works for me to like love coming in to work and not like dread it. Cause I've had jobs where I'm just like, I worked in the car business. Like when my kids were like before my kids and stuff. Yeah. And it's like, you just dread going into work. And I just don't ever want anybody that works for me to have that feeling where they just don't want to come into work, you know? Yeah. Oh yeah. So it's sure. just really hiring off of like your gut. Trust okay. your gut. Like it, like it's never wrong. No. And so far that's just kind of what I've done. And that, that has worked for me and yeah. I would do it in, in phases. Okay. Like do it in phases. Like don't feel like it all has to like happen. Like you have to like figure it all out with like the people, like having the people who you're going to have work for you all at once. Mm-hmm. Like start out slow with that. Okay. Yeah. You need like, like that one good person, like start out with that one good person, you know, and mm-hmm. then once you get comfortable with your first person that you hire, then you mm-hmm. kind of know what you're looking for and like what to do and they can help you train. Like my girls help the new girls come in, you know what I'm mm-hmm. saying? So they help yeah. me train. Yeah. So yeah. Well, well, talk to me a little bit about that because 
you know, I think that's very crucial too, is like a lot of us, I feel like it's hard for us to, you know, let, let go of the reins per se on, you know, like you said, like it's your business, like it's hard to trust someone else with, like, mm-hmm. with something that you've worked so hard for. So how do you get comfortable letting go of some of that control and letting someone else take on the things that you've done for so long? That's hard. And it it's not really hard any. I don't want to say it's not hard. I just can't let it worry me and consume me because at this point, my, my long-term goal is to not be spraying and I'm just running locations. Do you know mm-hmm. what I'm saying? Yeah. That's my, that's my ultimate goal. So I know that I have to let go to reach that goal. Mm. But at first when I stopped being there all day, like that was really hard to like, know, like what's happening when I'm not there and like things like that. But I think it's all about trusting who you have working for you. Mm-hmm. And I know that they're going to handle everything so good. Like there's no way I could do it without the girls that I have and the girls that have worked for me that aren't with me anymore. Like there's just, you just have to have that trust in them mm-hmm. to know that they're going to handle it. It's never going to be exactly the way you would handle it, but like, how I would do it. Yeah. And maybe having one person, like I have a manager, you know, that kind of like, they know, like if they can't get to me, they're They go to her first. Now mm-hmm. I've reached that point where they go to her before they're going to come before they come to me, but they also know they can come to me. Yeah. You know, but yeah. it is scary because like Thursday nights are mostly like our brides come Thursday nights and we'll, we can have, 10 brides on a Thursday night. Like it's a lot of wedding parties and things like that. And in wet during wedding season. Mm -hmm. Um, and I remember, I don't know how long it's probably been since I've stopped working Thursday nights, but that was a hard, that was a big deal because I wanted to do the brides, like just to make sure just the anxiety of like making sure it was perfect and all that. Um, but now I'm grateful that I don't have to be there every night. Yeah. So it, 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 it's hard. You just have to let it go. You have to trust them. You yeah. just, you have to trust them. Yeah. Well, I'm it's, sure. I mean, like you said, I mean, like trusting your gut and knowing that you're hiring the right person to begin right. with, like right. probably puts you at ease knowing that right. you're giving them the reins to do things that you've always done. So, I mean, if you mm-hmm. don't trust the person you're hiring, you're sure not going to trust them with your business and doing right. things the way that it should be done. Right. Yeah. Well, yeah. let me, let me like kind of switch gears here a little bit. Cause I feel like you kind of touched on it a little bit, but I know from previous conversations that we've had, you are, you're a badass in your business life and you're a badass in your personal life and you do them both so well. And so talk to me a little bit more about, because you talked about, you know, having your three kids while you were growing blush and glow and you've done both of them so well. And you've talked to me before about how present you are in every situation, like with your family and like, you don't miss a beat. And I, that is so inspiring to me because, you know, once I do get married again and have kids, like that's what I want to be able to do is be very present in both areas of my life. So how do you, how do you do it? You got to have a good husband. <laughs> My husband. <laughs> yeah, he's very hands-on dad and and um partner and like he does more laundry than I do and he I might do the dishes once a week. I mean, he just gets to it before I get to it. We just kind of tag team everything like he has his thing like 
you know, we're past packing lunches because our kids are grown like that, but Mm -hmm. he was the lunch packer. And then I was laying the clothes out and driving them to school. Like we just kind of like split everything. And, and, um, he's just been, when I can't handle something, then he just takes over and there's just, there's no questions. We're in this together. We're raising these kids together. My job is important. His job is important. And we just kind of like make that work. I really think it, it, you, you have to have a husband that is gonna, it's not their, it's not their response. It's not their job. It's their responsibility. Like these are Mm -hmm. our kids together. So I just don't feel like I'm doing this on my own. It's kind of how I feel like I've done that. Gotcha. Yeah. Well, with, well, with growing the business too, like, how do you, I guess like time management is time the management. Big, is the biggest question. Like how right. do you categorize everything and make sure everything is getting done in both areas of your life? So I, I ask myself this all the time and I'm not really sure how I do this, but I do it and I'm so proud of myself. Like I have a daughter that's 23, so she's an adult and she has, she lives on her own and I have like, I'm a, I'm an adult mom to her. Then I have another daughter that just started college and she's an adult this phase of her life. So I'm a certain kind of mom to her and the way I speak to her and have conversations with her is not the same kind of conversations I'm having with my 23 year old. And then I have an 11 year old who just started middle school and he's a boy. And so I'm like talking in a different phase of life with this kid. And, um, I, it's kind of a bipolar situation. Like I'm a different mom to all three of these people. Um, and so I, I just, I'm, I make sure to call them, text them, reach out. Let's go to lunch. Let's go do this. Like with my kids that are now moved out, I want to see mm-hmm. you. I miss you. Um, I'm just, I'm like this with my friends, like the ones that I really want to spend that time with. I make sure my husband, and I get a date night every week. I see my mother-in-law multiple times a week. I see my dad once a week, uh, but I talk to him every other day and um, I have to set boundaries for myself because I'll go too much. I'm too in connection, like checking on everybody, like all the time. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like when my mom passed away four years ago, I just made this decision to put myself into the people that really, truly matter. And not that like all of my friends that I love and care about don't mean something, but I'm only going to spend that quality time with you outside of my husband and kids and my dad and my mother-in-law and my work with like certain people. So if I'm sitting at lunch with you or at dinner with you, like you really mean something big time to me. Like if I'm going to like take that time out of my day, I think it's, I think it's prioritizing in a certain order. And that's Mm -hmm. kind of like what I do. I just, I just, I know it's important. My kids need me no matter when they grow up, they need you even more. So Mm -hmm. I, I just know I'm going to, I'm going to connect with my kids every single day. I take my kids to and from school when I, the whole time I've been working, even now, like with my son, I'm the driver. We get these conversations. Like when you have kids one day, if you ever choose to have kids, like don't, if you can help it, don't let them ride the bus, like drive them to school because they're going to tell you all their secrets in the car. 
Like I can't when wait. my I can't wait. <laughs> it's I'm serious. When my two girls started to drive, and I would I said this to them, I was sad about the car time because mm. you get this more on you know you're starting out your day with them and then when you get them from school they're very chatty and they want to like tell you all about their day and so you can like just ask them all these questions and yeah um you know girls like to do girly things so I'll take my girls like let's go get your nails done or get your hair done or or if I can't be there let me pay to make let me make an appointment to go like I just they know I'm thinking about them all the time I might not be able to like be with them all the time but mm-hmm. I, I make it a point to let them know I'm constantly thinking about my kids. And then with my husband, um, that's just never ending work. <laughs> I mean, we've been together almost 21 years. <laughs> if you want to make it work and we've definitely, I wanted to end it a thousand times because it's so <laughs> hard. It's so hard. But mm-hmm. if you really want to make something work, if something is really important to you, then you will make the time for it. There just isn't excuses for it. You have to do yeah. that. But I also think it's important to get time to yourself. Mm-hmm. Like I have to have time to myself every day. At some point, I'm sitting on my couch. I, I'm laying on my couch. I'm that. not working. I'm not doing anything. It's every single day. I'm not, I don't believe in like working myself to death like that. Yeah. Like I'm going to be lazy every day and just, yeah. you know, I, I think, I think the long answer, the long answer to your question <laughs> is probably, um, I, I just think working yourself to death is like not the way to do it. And you have to like have that time for your people and for yourself. And you just have to make it happen. You just have yeah. to make it happen. Yeah. You yeah. are one of the most intentional people that I know. And oh. it is something that I inspire to be, you know, as a mom and a wife again one day. And it's, it's so true what you said though. And I think life just comes so fast. And every single day, I mean, this week alone has just been, you know, super crazy. And I'm like, Oh my gosh, it's Friday. Mm-hmm. Like I got so much done, but like, what did I really get done? And you know, like, what did I do? I I've already forgotten. And every single day you are intentional about being a mom showing up, making sure your kids know that you're thinking about them, you know, never wavering on those boundaries that you set, like right. driving, driving them to school, picking them up, making sure you have a date night with your husband, and then also spending time for yourself, like couch time. I love that. It's like, yeah. I don't even, I'm going to be honest. I probably haven't sat on my couch since last Sunday because oh my like, gosh. That's, just, that's just how, how my life is right now. And but it's all a choice. And it is a choice. That's, mm-hmm. that's the biggest thing is like you are making these choices to spend your time a certain way. And I think we forget a lot of times that we have that power to make that choice and just to make it happen. Like what is stopping me from taking 10 minutes and sitting on the couch? Probably right. the mindset of if I take 10 minutes that I'm losing 10 minutes doing something else. But right. at, at the end of the day, who cares? Right. Like, I'm not, I'm not going to be on my deathbed saying like, dang, I wish I had not sat on the couch on September 22nd for 10 minutes. Like, no, right. I'm going to be like, no girl, I wish you would have. So right. I think just hearing how you put that is so powerful of just like make the choice. And like, if you're listening right now and you're like, I want to be able to spend more time doing this somewhere else then just make the choice to just make it part of your day. And I'm sure at the beginning, you know, growing a business and be, like becoming a new mom and then getting married and becoming a mom again twice, you know, 
you had to readjust some things and right. you know get get acclimated, but it was a choice and a boundary that you set that you've continued for all of these years. And it's, you have incredible relationships with your kids and your husband and the people that you love so much. Right. Thank you. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. Well, a couple of last questions that I always like to ask guests is the first one being, what is one thing that you have overcome or the hardest thing that you've overcome and what did it teach you? And it could be personal or business. Right. Everything kind of goes back to my mom for me. Um, sorry. Okay. So it was definitely losing my mom, like out of nowhere that happened, you know, for almost four years ago. And so, um, it just, um, it kind of just destroyed me and, and just completely changed everything about me um it's still so hard like it's been four years it's still so hard but it's um a lot of the times I think God taken my mom for me was a gift for me because I am such a different person um in every possible way it just it just changed everything about me. It just made me look at everything so very differently and just to really focus on the things that like mean the most. And that's why I do take a lot of time to just not do anything and just sit around and be lazy and, you know, all of that. And when I'm doing that laziness, sometimes I do feel guilty, like I should be doing something, but I feel like it's more important to just sit and not do anything at all. So yeah. it really like just losing her taught me to like, relax more mm -hmm. and, um, be just take the time with certain people. Like don't waste time just doing stupid things. Like just be intentional about who you're spending your, your, that quality time with, mm -hmm. um, you know, before my mom died, I was, when she ended up in the hospital, I was in the middle of opening up my second location. and. Um, I had to stop it for a minute. I was doing renovations and I had to immediately pick right back up when she died. And I would just drive. I was going back and forth to both of these locations and crying constantly. Like I'd be in the middle of tanning clients and just start bawling my eyes out. Mm -hmm. And I knew that that was not what I should be doing. Like I don't need all this on my plate. Like, what am I doing this for? For more money? Who cares? You know, mm -hmm. like my mental health was more important than like that. And mm -hmm. um, after seven months, I made the decision to close the second location. And to this day, I've not regretted it. Not one second have I thought, did I do the right thing? I did do the right thing. Mm -hmm. And, um, you know, I'm starting to get the itch. Finally, it's taken four years to like, okay, because my dream is to have multiple. So, mm -hmm. you know, I'm in the middle of like, having conversations with myself, like, okay, why do you want to do this? Do you want to do this? So just the whole thing with my mom, um, losing her and what that did to me. Um, just being in the moment and not putting too much on myself that it's just unnecessary. And why do, why do I want to do these things? And then just really 
pouring myself even more into my kids and my husband type of thing. It just changed me. I'll I'll never, I'm never going to get over not having my mom. I don't, I mean, it's just, it's awful. It's, it's awful, but, um, sometimes I feel like it was such a blessing because it really worked. It really did something in me in so many great ways. And so I feel like it was kind of a gift at the Mm -hmm. same time as like the worst thing that's ever happened to me in my life. So I don't really know if that answers that question, but that was my thing. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, no, absolutely. And it's, you know, it's times like that, you know, going through, you know, like losing your mom and, you know, for me, like going through a divorce and for those of you listening, like, I'm sure all of you are thinking about something right now that you've gone through, but it as as hard as it is in the moment, it was, you know, it was already designed in our story to happen to change us into the person that we are meant to be. And it's just like every single season that we go through, like causes us to, to grow and to change and change is a good thing. Like I feel like sometimes, you know, change is looked at like a negative thing and it's such a beautiful thing because like growing is like, if you look at a plant, like it just, it's growing and it's Mm -hmm. adapting and becoming a beautiful, a beautiful, bigger thing. And yeah, it sucks in the moment, but the person that you are on the other side of that and what you've realized and how you've changed things in your life and like what is important to you is is huge and especially like like we live in such a world where like everyone is just chasing success right the the next thing the next biggest thing like what kind of car do you drive like how many businesses do you Mm -hmm. own and like for you to be able in that moment and like okay I have a second location you know it's like this is like part of my dream whatever but like what is it for Right. Like at the end of the day, like what? It's it's more money. Like who cares? Like you have your family and your and your kids and you have a thriving location already. So it's just like for you to be able to to take a step back and be like, hey, this is gonna just go on the back burner for now. It's been four years, you know, you taken time, like now you are able to be that person to open up other locations. Right. But I think that says so much about you and just and just also like things can still work out later down the line if it's not going to happen right then. Right. And, you know, I mean, I've even had moments like this, like where if it doesn't happen now, it's not going to happen in the future. And it's just having that scarcity mindset. And you took a step back and were like, if it's going to work out, it'll work down, work out later down the line. And when it it's is supposed to, right. When, when, it, it's, when supposed it's supposed to. to. Right. Yeah. And I mean, I have no doubt in a couple of years, you'll have multiple locations and they were, they're going to happen exactly how they're supposed to happen. And yeah, that's how I not, feel. Yeah. And it's not just about chasing, like opening locations and just having your name on a sign. It's about right. like looking at it and like seeing what things are teaching you and how they're preparing you for the next step that's in your life. And so exactly. I think that's huge. That's huge. Um So one last question. So what is one thing that you are currently doing or you have done in the past that has led you to your level of success now? So I don't pay attention to what other people are doing. Like that's in the area, like, like that does what I do. I have no idea what's happening with anybody else. I, I think that 
I focus on myself and I don't want to look at what other people are doing because I don't want to get um, ideas. I want them to, I want them to be like my authentic ideas. Like, of course we all have like our inspiration. Like there's women in, that are in the tanning business around the United States that I have good relationships with and mm-hmm. I admire them and look up to them and like all the things. But like, I try to stay focused on myself and like my vision. Yeah. Because I feel like when you start to look at other people, it could bring in insecurities and things like that. And I've mm-hmm. never been like an insecure type of person. I um, I think that can make you feel bad about yourself or like, Absolutely. or if you're not doing enough or do you know what I'm saying? Like if you're not, oh, yeah. if, you might feel like if you look at other people, you're comparing like, are they doing more than me? Maybe I shouldn't sit on the couch for an hour today. Mm-hmm. Like lay oh, yeah. in my bed and do nothing. So I stay in my own lane. And I mind my business. <laughs> I love and that. And I just try to just uh, remember my dreams and what my yeah. goals are and my vision and what I want to do. And I don't look around of what's happening around me. Uh, I love, I love that. And I'm so glad you said that because it's actually a conversation I had with one of my one-on-one clients and she was having, you know, trouble like not comparing herself to others online and like mm-hmm. in her field. And I was like, girl, I was like, you can still follow them on Instagram. Like right. just, just, just mute them. Okay. Like, there's no, like you can still support someone, but not be engulfed in their world and let that affect you and right. your, and like what you're doing because social media is such a comparison game. And even, even if it's not on social media, just like what other people are doing and ideas, like, it takes away from what's been placed inside of your heart and right. how you're going and how you're going to do it differently. Right. And blush and glow is different because you keep your eyes on, on your own plate and you're not just a combination of everyone in the area's ideas brought into blush and glow. And so right. I love that. And you can see that it's so relevant in like how you brand yourself your marketing, your aesthetic, you know, how you do things. Right. I make it personal. Like I like to post like everybody that you see that we post, I do our social media myself. Those are our actual clients. Like those are mm-hmm. actual people that come into our studio and that tan with us. So I feel like sometimes I'll look at some of these other Instagrams of like other women in the business around the United States. And it looks so, um, professional or whatever. And I think mine looks great. I love how my stuff looks. I love it. Like I, I work yeah. hard on it. Like it's important to me, but there's a personal like thing to what for me of what I want to keep. Mm-hmm. Um, it just looks very personal. I love to like share like our clients and yeah. I don't know. I don't know. Yeah. I think about like hiring somebody one day to take over our social media. And I, I might do that one day, but I worry that it'll take away how authentic yes it we are because yes. i have i do get compliments on how authentic and personal like our instagram and facebook and website like our website those are clients like if you go to mm-hmm. our website those are actual clients like yeah. we do photo shoots and i'll pick certain clients like you know all body types and everything like you know do you want to do this and so it's just so personal yeah no, no, I love that. I love that. And I feel like the people who are doing and sticking to the authenticity right. on social media are the ones that stand out because everything is such a highlight reel. And it's the 
the perfect mm-hmm. lighting and the perfect filter and whatever the case may be. And like, no, just, just, this is what, this is what you'll actually look like if you come right. get a spray tan with us. And these are real bodies. These are yeah. real humans. Like it's not like the perfect, like what society thinks should be on a billboard or, a, or an Instagram post. Like these are real people. And right. we want you to feel just as beautiful, no matter what shape, size, authenticity. Um, right. Is that the word? No. Yes. Ethnicity. Wow. I'm yes. struggling today. <laughs> I mean, obviously I need more coffee. Um, but no, I love that. And that, it, and that is what makes you stand out because it, like, it's just a highlight reel and you keep it so real. And that's what people want. It's realness. Yeah, I, try, I try to do that. I think that's just our thing. Like just how personal we, that I make it, I just make it about the client and yeah. I don't filter any of our things. Everything. Yeah. I don't put any filter on it. So, love that. yeah. Perfect. Yeah. Well, Amanda, thank you so much for taking the time to talk with me today to have this conversation. I truly admire you. I think you are an incredible mom, business owner, and everything in between. So, thank you for being here. How can people or our listeners find you, find more about Blush and Glow, and book a a session, I guess you would call it a session with you. Yeah. Well, first, let me say to you, I'm proud of you. I think you're amazing and you're doing great things and doing this on your own now. is going to be a different experience for you and a new learning thing that you're going to have to, you're kind of initially starting over and figuring like it out in a different direction. So you're doing great. I'm proud of you. And you know, I'm here if you ever need anything, but I'm proud of you. You're doing really good. Thank so. you so much. Um, Thank you. So you can go to our website. So we are appointments only. So you have to book an appointment through our website. Um, it's www.theblushandglowstudio.com. Um, there's links to all of our social media also on our website, but it's The Blush and Glow Studio on Instagram and Facebook. Perfect. Well, I know I need a spray tan for a wedding coming up. So I'm going to be talking to you about that. Yeah, girl. But anyways... <laughs> Thank you so much again for the conversation. And y'all, if you are looking for the best spray tan in Augusta, please go visit Blush and Glow. She is amazing. And thank you again for being here and listening to another episode of the Worth Woman podcast. I will see you all next week. Thanks for listening to the Worth Women podcast. If you found value in this episode, please leave us a rating and review. We appreciate you. Until next time.